This podcast is sponsored by Skystem. Skystem is a leading provider of month-end close automation platforms. Its solution, Art, helps CFOs and controllers shorten the month-end close cycle and time to issue financials by automating balance sheet reconciliations, managing month-end tasks, performing flux analysis, and providing insightful reporting. Learn more at skystem.com. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. At the end of every month or quarter, credit union finance professionals tackle the close process, or the preparation of the credit union's financial statements for publication. It requires extensive research and reconciliation on the part of the finance team, and completing these tasks manually can be challenging. Nancy Wu, head of sales and customer support for SkyStem, says many credit unions experience pain points in their close processes. This is where automation tools can help to streamline the close process, removing inefficiencies and allowing teams to work more effectively together. For $551 million asset one-to-one financial credit union in Jacksonville, Florida, implementing automation made the close process easier on the finance team. Chief Financial Officer Benjamin Monday says this led to smarter ways of working, improved morale, and happier team members. I'm Casey Mishlevy, Deputy Editor with CUNA News. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, Wu and Monday share best practices for identifying an automation solution that fits your credit union's needs, getting employees on board with new tools and processes, and working through potential challenges like the coronavirus pandemic. Ben, can you tell me about your role at one one Financial Credit Union? I'm currently the chief financial officer at One to One. I started One to One about four years ago now, a little over four years actually, and started my credit union career about four years ago. So I'm responsible really for all aspects of finance at the credit union from budgeting to the close process to ALM monitoring, board reporting, all of that. And let's talk a little bit about the close process. What does that look like for your credit union? The closed process is essentially getting the financial statements ready to be published at the end of every month or quarter, You know, making sure that they're accurate and really reflect the results of the period that you're working on. So our closed process really begins actually a couple of days before the end of the month. We start gathering information, preparing some manual journal entries, and even working on a couple reconciliations where we can, because really there's two big parts of that closed process for us. One is the recording of the journal entries and and the second being finalizing and working on reconciliations to make sure that we can really support the balance sheet numbers that we've produced. So prior to uh, implementing, we really went in and, and tracked everything manually in Excel from entries that needed to be booked, reconciliations that needed to be performed, tried to track their status through Excel. And that ended up being a a little bit painstaking for us. We didn't really have a good system for communicating review notes. We did the best we could with that. But having to jump between different Excel docs 
the end of the day, it wasn't efficient um, or, or an effective use of our time. So it was a fairly manual process, really, at the end of the day. It sounds like there were a lot of challenges in that process. Nancy, how common is it for credit unions to run into pain points like Ben was discussing? Ben's story is very common, and that's actually what many of our customers experience. So the issues are not the fact that they can't close. And in fact, all of our customers close very well. They've been doing this for a long time. They know what they're doing. The issue is with how manual these steps are, and there are many steps. So when you think about having to propel this entire close process by sheer force, by hand, doing every close activity, doing every rec, putting together every spreadsheet and checking the logs, sometimes more than once, it's inevitable that this kind of work is going to just procure various degrees of admin work potential mistakes, or at least a greater degree of mistakes, and you know, just not having enough of that transparency and oversight into the close, that's typically when it becomes a bit of a headache for our executives and for our accounting team. But this is very common. Ben, what prompted you to make a change and address the issues that you were having? I thought Nancy kind of put it well, you know, forcing the close through. We were getting it done, but there was kind of a realization that we could do it better, frankly. We wanted to continue to evolve as a department and make the close process easier on all of us. Improve, you know, really team morale. If it's easier, if, if things aren't popping up last minute, if it's not painful to get the process done, people are happier. So we really took a step back and tried to evaluate the process as a whole and, and identified that this could be a potential solution for us from a, an automation perspective. Ben, your credit union decided to automate your process. Describe how you approached that evaluation and what steps you went through as you were deciding how to move forward. Once we kind of realized that this was a route we wanted to go down, we ended up just doing an internet search, honestly, um, and looking for various tools that were out there. And we kind of came to the realization that they all do different things and are geared for different industries. So we took a step back and really evaluated what did we want to get out of the tool? What was really driving us to do this? And we eliminated a couple of vendors kind of just based on that and ended up boiling it down to just a couple of vendors, two vendors at the end, and really kind of went into that process trying to figure out who would be the best fit with us. We were really looking for a partner in this process. We knew making a transition of the method of which we close the books 12 times a year, we needed to make the right decision. What about SkyStem really appealed to you as something that would fit your needs? Honestly, at the end of the day, they felt more like they got us. I don't know. I, I can't really put that into words other than that, but that they would be there for us if we needed something. The two tools that we were comparing were relatively similar in their functionality. And I just, I really got the feeling from Nancy and her team that the support that they would provide us, which we valued very highly, would be there. And frankly, they have been. <laughs> so there's been a few times that they've come through for us and just really provided uh kind of above and beyond on the, the customer support side. 
What was the implementation process like? And what were some of the challenges you had to overcome as you were making that change? We really implemented the art reconciliation tool first. And that was was honestly really smooth. We were able to take our previously existing reconciliation tracker and a trial balance and and kind of in a way lob it over the fence. And a couple of weeks later, we had a, a functioning site that we were able to work in. And then from there, you know, we had some training and we were kind of off the ground and running with a good deal of handholding, much appreciated handholding <laughs> as we really implemented it. There were just, um, from a challenges perspective there, what we called a timing difference. And we might put here on our rec tool or our Excel sheet, we would put that somewhere else in art. And all of that, we were really able, between the user manual that was provided and just emails and phone calls, we were able to iron all that out. Overall, like with any change, training and buy-in from the team was huge as well. We worked pretty hard to make sure we communicated that we were making this change to the team and, and really make sure they understood that we were doing it not to completely change the process. You, you can't change month and close process, but we were doing it to make it more efficient and, and make it better. And I think once they grasped that and they saw that they could schedule time with someone at SkyStem and they would sit down with them for 30 minutes and walk them through their specific question, and that that kind of support was real, we kind of overcame that challenge. Nancy, on your end, what recommendations do you have for making the change go as smoothly as possible? What we always want to remind the customer is that they're already doing the work. The only thing we're doing is automating it. Because of that, there's nothing to be intimidated about. And the system is pretty easy to use. But like all systems, there is going to be an adjustment period. So one of the things that you know Ben didn't mention is the leadership. And that is probably, I think, the most important element of implementation, whether you're at a credit union or not. Just you know, folks are trying something new. Some folks will be excited. Maybe one or two are not. But this is a change that needs to happen to become more modern. So the fact that you have a leader that's saying, hey, we are going to do this. I'm going to make sure we all get through this and have a plan to go about that is really valuable. And that's something where, you know, as a vendor, we could do all kinds of things and offer all kinds of awesome, great support and training. But at the end of the day, we don't have that leadership on the customer side our effectiveness is going to be limited. So in all of our successful implementation, what we see is that there's always that strong leadership on the other side saying, hey, gang, we are going to do this and we're going to work in partnership with SkyStem and make it happen. And that's how it happens. Ben, what does your month-end process look like now? And what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen? Probably some of the biggest changes, there's certainly less Excel tracking and less ambiguity about where we stand in the process. We've got dashboards now that tell us that 75% of our reconciliations have been completed. Dashboards that tell us what steps in our close process haven't been completed or overdue so that we can really, especially as management or reviewers, focus on the outliers rather than the things that are going according to plan and easy both my now controller and I have had public accounting backgrounds and review notes are kind of the language that we speak in a way. So for us, it's much easier to track and say, okay, you know, we've received this rec and kicked it back to a preparer to say, hey, did you consider X, Y, or Z? 
and then they can send it back to us. So the status is always known. There's, there's no ambiguity there of, did I get back to you on that? I don't remember. So just from an overall status tracking standpoint and, and understanding where we are in the process is probably one of the biggest changes. And then just the efficiency of being able to have some reconciliations automatically prepared throughout the month for some zero balance accounts and, and other accounts that the balances don't necessarily change. We've been able to really focus in on some of our harder reconciliations and bigger issues at the end of the month. Tell me about the changes that have affected your close process in light of the coronavirus pandemic. I would almost say very little to none, primarily because we were already operating, certainly not distance from one another spread out all over the city at our homes, but we were already using a tool to track all of this. So we were already kind of capable and able, if you will, of being remote. So the biggest change is probably that in-person meeting that we were having to discuss this accounting item at the end of the month. We're now doing via Zoom or Skype. So we feel honestly uh, pretty blessed in that way that we've been able to continue to close the books and produce financials timely without a huge disruption because of this. Ben, with your background in public accounting, what have you experienced in terms of back office automation and its prevalence? Going back to when I was there, it was not as prevalent, at least at the the companies I saw. I was starting to have conversations with some of my clients about that when I made the switch to the credit union. It was really starting to gain traction. A lot of what I saw is some very big companies that used automation maybe in their month-end close process through their general ledger systems and things of that nature. But I also saw a lot of manual journal entries with paper cover sheets and signed checklists that got photocopied every month and put on a shelf. You know, the same with balance sheet reconciliations that were handwritten. So I think we've really come a long way even in these few years. What advice would you have for another credit union considering an automation platform? Really make sure you understand your closed process before you go into this really understanding how your process works and what you think you can and need to improve, I think is a big part of it. And what's really important to you as a department and as a credit union, and just really ask those questions of your potential vendors to make sure that they're going to be a good partner for you. Nancy alluded to it earlier, but make sure that you can get your team on board, make sure that you're communicating with them and that they understand it. And if you can get them excited about the automation as early as you can in the process, that was really critical to our successful implementation was making sure that our team was on board and our team got it. Nancy, how do you advise credit unions that are considering automation? What kinds of things do you ask them to think about? What I tell folks sometimes is that, especially if you're a leader, for this type of leaps, because this is a technology leap, you're probably not going to get 100% buy-in from your team and to not expect that. It doesn't speak to competence or anything like that. It's just the fact that it is a change. And with any type of change, good or bad, you're going to have folks that are just not ready, no matter what the end result is going to be. 
So when I see a lot of consensus leadership, which is normally a great way to run your team, when it comes to leap-type projects, um, they typically struggle because they do want 100% buy-in. And that's just not always possible or good in times like this. So what I typically will recommend is, you know, just be ready. Some will run ahead and be real gung-ho about the project. Most people will say, we'll be on board, but we're going to reserve our judgment. And then there's going to be some folks that are just going to be lagging and you just have to really handhold them and get them along and with the program. And that's just a very natural part of technology adoption. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the other is, I want to echo what Ben said, is you really got to look for a fit. There are other types of tools out there, just like any other type of software. You do have choices, and they're all great choices. You have to figure out what's the right fit for you. For us in particular, our founder comes from a hospitality background, so customer service is really big for us. And it's especially with tech, it is quite trendy to do like a self-serve model where you log online and go to a library and stuff to look for resources, which we also have, but we want to do that one-on-one whenever possible, especially in your first cycle, you're trying to get an adoption, you're fighting hard for it. We want to make sure that your people have all the tools necessary to get answers to their questions. That doesn't involve having to search for an article. So really just depends on what you value, but it's important to find that right fit. Nancy, what trends do you see becoming important in the future for automation? The obvious here is companies in general have been taking on finance transformation projects, and almost all of it is around modernizing, around automating, around getting more data out of the work that their employees are doing. And then we see this pandemic coming along, and that just completely accelerated these type of projects because now unless you're already set up for remote working you won't physically be able to work and the close doesn't stop your regular finance processes and accounting processes they don't stop just because you can't show up to work so I think now whereas it used to be like a nice to have or one day we'll do this we'll automate we'll modernize now it's kind of like well we better do it otherwise we won't be able to keep the lights on (laughs) So I think it's becoming much more of an emphasis for teams, especially smaller teams, mid-sized teams that normally wouldn't have the bandwidth to prioritize a project like this. So that's what I'm saying trend-wise. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. SkyStem is a leading provider of month-end close automation platforms. Visit www.skystem.com to learn how you can automate the month-end close, reconciliations, and flux analysis in fewer than 30 days.